Welcome to the Keeping Pace podcast. The Pacers are off tonight. They did not play. They are going to play on Sunday, so they have a nice little bit of uh, time to recover from the back-to-back that they had on the road. And hopefully that means that Miles Turner is going to be back in the lineup by the time that we see them play next. Um, I did want to talk about what we saw tonight with the Pelicans and Boogie went insane, uh, 41 points, 22 rebounds, 5 assists. Obviously, was playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Playing against the Kings, that game meant a lot to him. He actually seemed pretty composed by Boogie standards in that game. And my takeaways from that game, first of all, the Kings, they're really intriguing. They have a lot of talent, and it's weird with them having Hill and them having Vince Carter and them having Zach Randolph. And like, I can't tell if this is like a brilliant idea for them to have those guys on on the team to be coaching up these young guys, or if it's like just some weird misguided thing going on, but they have so much young talent and something's got to pan out. Like Scal looks promising. Uh, Boban looks promising. Fox looks really good for a rookie. I think Fox is, he might be the guy that we look back at this draft and it's like the Damian Lillard kind of guy where you got him at six or, you know, they got, the Kings got him at five, the Lillard went at six. And you, if you know that guy's going to be that good, he definitely goes at least like in the top three. And we'll see. Um, So the Kings look good. Justin Jackson looks intriguing too. He he made some shots, and Willie Colley sign can be a starting center for sure, um, a rim protecting guy on a good team. Uh, yeah, he can do that. The Pelicans are just so bare right now; it's crazy. And I know they're missing Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the league. He's like a top five guy, so I get that. Uh, well aware of that and they won this game despite that um and they have they have like three really good guys on their team right now well and and i mean calling drew holiday a really good player might be a stretch i don't know where you put him in the pantheon of point guards in the nba right now but um i feel like this team needs to make a trade i boogie's on the last year of his contract and people are, you know, they're floating around this whole, if things go south, you know, before the season, if things go south, the Pelicans really need to consider trading Anthony Davis. And I don't see that at all. And I feel like this is a mistake that teams make with the stuff. And, you know, people are talking about with Giannis and everything like that. You really need to be thinking about how good are you going to be in the last year of that player's contract? So, I mean, you should be thinking about it for sure. Like when you get a guy that's a top 10 talent, you should be like, okay, cool. We need to focus on building a team that's going to win like right now. That's something we need to do. And that makes sense. I totally understand that line of thinking. What I don't understand is, you know, okay, we're bad now and he's going to leave in two and a half seasons. So we need to figure something out. They And this whole like draft, they've been trying to do all these win now moves. They've, it just doesn't make sense. I in you look at this the teams tonight and Boogie looked amazing, and the, the he beat the Kings without Anthony Davis. He beat the Kings single handedly, so there's something to be said for that. I kind of feel like the Kings won that trade though. Like right now, if you're t- saying like who has a brighter future, the the Pelicans or the Kings, it's a toss up. 
<laughs> you know, and I mean, you're, you you look at the rosters, and you there Anthony Davis is there, and Boogie Cousins is there on last year's contract, and Anthony Davis is a top ten player, and it that usually puts you in pretty good situation, but it just seems so bleak there, you know, like it they're they have this guy that is this really really good player, like a top NBA player, and they just can't win, and like Anthony Davis has been really good for three seasons now. This isn't like a new thing. It's not like Giannis is newer, a newer, more recent phenomenon than Anthony Davis is as far as being like a elite NBA talent. And I don't see them winning as currently constructed. I definitely don't see them winning if they max out Boogie. I, I just feel like they need to make a trade. And I'm really thinking that Cousins should be the one that's traded, and I understand that he has less trade value um, being on the final year of his contract. But it seems like teams now are a little bit more desperate for talent than they have been in years past, which is an interesting thing to think about because a lot of people are like, okay, these teams are going to punt on the Warriors. And it's interesting looking at where the Celtics are at now. They're in such a good position. Like, you think about like, you know, Tatum's going to play this year. Brown's going to play this year. Those guys both look like they can be players on, real, like, a championship team. Like, they could be Harrison Barnes. So, yeah, they could be Andre Iguodala. They could be, maybe they could even be Quay Thompson. That's, like, a high thing to be. But if you think about next year, next year's Celtics team is going to be Kyrie. It's going to be Gordon Hayward, you know, you know, as long as he recovers, okay. And it seems like I think he's going to. Uh, I hope that he's going to. You know, fingers crossed. But let's just let's be positive about it and say that he's going to recover and be somewhere around where he was before. So you have those two guys. Then you have Tatum in his second year, Brown in his third year. You have an older Al Horford, but you still have Al Horford, who they look great tonight. Um, and you have the other guys that you can put around them. But, I mean, if you're starting lineup right now, it's like, okay, it could be uh, Kyrie, it can be Hayward, it can be Tatum, it can be Brown and Horford. I mean, that is, if there was ever a Warriors-killing lineup, that seems like it could be it. And I know that's putting a lot on Tatum and Brown right now. But, you know, those guys could... I. I, I feel like that could do it if those guys really make a leap um but you know going back to the pelicans where the you know like this whole win now thing and look you, you got anthony davis like I, if they they're so thin i don't like they're not gonna have a high draft pick they're too good to get a high draft pick i don't see where any help is coming from i don't they're not getting any cap relief unless boogie doesn't resign and i just like why not trade him why not trade him and maybe hopefully gain some cap space some cap relief so you can go sign some guys that can help you out or just if you can't get the right you know if you can get the right package of guys just go get that but if you can't then you know get maybe an expiring contract and a good guy good role player or, and maybe a draft pick you know something because there's no way that they're going to compete with, like, each one more 
man i mean solomon hills hurt right now that like if you like if you're really really hurting because rondo is out and because solomon hill is out and i mean they just have no, there's no one there like ian clark's playing all these big minutes it's insane um and you could see tonight just how much of having jameer nelson around is like helping them be competent and it's like the same kind of trap that the the cavaliers are falling into where it's like you just have to rely on these older veterans just because that's the only thing that you have available to you right now like you need like that's they don't have the room to get anything else and drew holiday has not looked great to start the season hopefully he'll start playing better i mean but like like yes i and the people floated you know the idea and i think people have been talking about this for a while like the idea of like boogie cousins playing with john wall and how much those two guys like each other and that they're friends and everything and that makes a lot of sense for sure but when you look at the east now i really think that the wizards like the Cavs don't look great you don't know for sure what isaiah thomas is going to look like when he comes back I mean, as great as he looked as a Celtic and as great as, you know, he's been really good in his whole career and he's been underrated until he really got to the Celtics and he was putting up such insane numbers that you couldn't really ignore him anymore. You know, we don't know. I mean, if if he comes back and he, he plays like he was playing with the Celtics, I think it's, you know, the, the Cavaliers are prohibitive favorites. I think it's very fair to say that. But if he comes back and he doesn't look like that guy and the you know the Cavaliers if they don't if Isaiah can't play or is like down then like I don't think the Cavaliers are shooing for the finals by any means and I know a lot of people are just saying they are because the Celtics can't compete but so if I'm the Wizards like if I'm I'm looking at this like this might actually be our chance to make the finals like I don't think that's insane because if it's like well for some reason if you can take the Cavs out of it um because Isaiah is not there and the only guy they have to roll out Derek Rose and <laughs> Derek Rose and Dwayne Wade's looked awful so far and J.R. Smith has looked awful and so if they don't look like if they're not able to return to the finals and not be the same juggernaut that they are the Wizards have a shot they at least have a shot and we saw they almost beat the Celtics last year I mean if you put the Celtics without Gordon Hayward against the Wizards right now, I mean, it, I think it would be close, but I would think I'd take the Wizards. So, you know, I think the Wizards are probably going to be the second-best team in the East. And I think that they're not going to be really willing to trade for Boogie Cousins on the last year of his contract, considering those circumstances. And I think it's, you know, it's a risky proposition regardless, but especially because they're it's not like they're going to be desperate. If something, if they, like, fall apart and they're looking like... N- you know, they're looking rough and they're looking like they're going to like finish with the five seed or the six seed. And it's just like, okay, what are we doing here? Then maybe I could see them flipping like auto Porter over to them for boogie cousins. And that would be awesome for the Pelicans. I think I like, no, not just auto Porter, but auto Porter and some guys. But then if you're with the wizards, you're such a thin team anyways, is like just getting one guy going to do it. Would you like, I mean, if you're the Pelicans, maybe you just do that straight up. Because then at least you have someone on the wing for your team. But um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they handle that situation. And 
I'm just trying to think of other teams that could make a boogie trade. Um, honestly, the Celtics could be one just because they have some draft picks that are interesting. But you're going to want to think that they're going to want to get a player back for him because they they do want to be good in the next year or two. Maybe they, maybe they can be okay with not being good this year, but they got Anthony Davis under contract for the next two years. So you want to have, you want to be good next year for sure. And you want to be on the path to being better. So I, and it's hard to see like, where does Boogie fit? I mean, he's so good. Like what team is really starved for a talent like that? Like maybe Dallas would move someone for him. I mean, I could definitely see, Mark Cuban going for him, but I it's like I'm not sure what he can offer really because I don't think he's gonna give up on Harrison Barnes. Uh, I definitely don't think he's gonna give up on Dennis Smith. Um, you know I don't. Yeah, it's like maybe Denver goes crazy and if like you know if they don't feel like they've looked good enough, they just decide to roll the dice and throw some of their good young guys to. Uh, to New Orleans, but man, that team looks so screwed. They they really look screwed, and they look more screwed because they made this boogie deal. And right now, the best case scenario truly might be that boogie just walks that they that he walks, and that they have cap space to actually put some guys around Anthony Davis because what they got now is just not working. And you know, if you had a really good wing, it might work out to have the talent stagger that way if you add like a boogie cousins type three or two but just having these two big guys and then having nothing on on the 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 two through three positions it's that's not gonna work like it's just too important to have like that area covered (laughs) you know it's like cool you have a point guard that's good but um what about you know two two three like you need that you need someone that's like not just a bench player there um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see where that goes but uh yeah just some thoughts i had about that and uh hopefully uh, i can touch base on sunday after the pacer spurs game and hopefully the pacers don't get their ass kicked and hopefully miles turn to place and we'll see how it goes